Peter Thiel, one of the most famous Silicon Valley investors in history, who's currently worth over $6 billion, once said, if you have a 10-year plan of how to get somewhere, you should ask, why can't you do this in six months? So in the past three episodes, we've covered the first three steps of my fast results productivity system. First one was fuel, finding the thing that you're after and what's going to fire you up to make you want to get there. Second, assigning everything that you're not great at. The more stuff you can get other people to do, the more you can focus on what you're best at. I mean, this is literally the only way anybody's ever produced big results, especially in business. You don't have enough hours in the day. You can only be so productive with your own time. Eventually, you have to find a way to leverage other people's times. So get other people to do everything else that you are not great at. And then third, the one in the previous episode right before this was simulate. This is the greatest trick to success I've ever found is if you want to accomplish something, just find somebody who's already done it and then try to model exactly what they did. That could be building a business, becoming successful, becoming a good speaker. I literally just met with a friend of mine yesterday uh, who I really appreciate meeting with me because he's been podcasting forever. And I'm like, I'm kind of inventing this stuff on my own. And I wanted to kind of find out how he built his podcast so successfully and got some great tips and advice from him. I could have just read blog articles and kept kind of chipping away, learning everything on my own, but that's insane. Much easier to find somebody who's already accomplished what you want to accomplish and find out how they did it. It's the fastest way to shortcut your path to success. So now that brings us to the final step of this, which is to tighten deadlines. So you found the fuel, you've assigned everything you're not the best at for the stuff you are the best at or that you really want to focus on. You found a model for success and you're now figuring out how to model exactly the steps that they took. The last step is to tighten deadlines in this process so you don't procrastinate and you can accomplish more and learn faster. So I believe there's two aspects to understand here. So first one is speed creates strength. And the second is delay creates destruction, kind of the inverse of each one. So first one, speed creates strength. Moving faster, a big advantage, means faster learning. If you can run a new experiment of how to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish, if you can run a new experiment every single day while it takes someone else two weeks to run the same kind of experiment, that means in one month you will have run 30 experiments or put 30 pieces of uh, initiative towards your goal, you will have learned as much in those 30 days as they'll learn in a year. I was rereading something about Tony Robbins and he was talking about, uh, whereas other people were like, how did you become such a good speaker? Because it seems so natural. And he said early on, uh, you know, some people would be doing like one talk a week or something and he would be booking himself for three a day. So that means he was learning so much faster than everyone else about how to deliver, about how to structure presentations, about how to book presentations, all those kind of things. And that's why he becomes such a great speaker so quickly, just because he put in the work, moved way faster, learned faster because he moved faster. Moving faster also reduces risk. A lot of times, especially in business, when you want to test something out, say it's a new product you want to put out there, there's two kinds of risks there. There's one risk, which is just the financial, spending more money versus less money. If you can find the same answer, do people like this product, will it sell? If you can find that out for, say, $5,000, the same answer that you could find out if you risked $50,000, just buy a ton more inventory, put a ton more in marketing. But if you can find out that same answer, do people actually like this thing for a tenth of the cost, 
That's one aspect of risk, financial risk. The other is time risk. Because if you're launching, say, a new product, to go with that example, then if you can find out if people actually like this thing and say the entire cycle from researching the product, getting it live, selling it, say you take that down to two and a half months where somebody else, they drag their feet, they move slow, it takes them six months to make that same leap to find out if people actually like this product, then what happens if it's wrong? And there's a good chance it's going to be wrong. A lot of times the fastest way to figure out if something will sell is to actually sell it. And so if you take way longer than everybody else in your competition, for example, or just your own standards, then that reduces the amount of things you can try out. And you're just stacking the odds against you that you're ever going to find out the thing that really works. So moving faster, aside from the financial risk, reduces time risk, which is a big one. Uh, for example, like if you take six weeks to try something out and it fails, you've wasted 10% of your entire year. If you can find the same answer in six hours or six days, you can quickly move on to try something else without a lot of time risk. And so really speed is a competitive advantage. And it's also why small companies can be big companies and it's always been that way and it'll always be that way. When a company becomes huge, they've got advantages, they've got size, cost advantages, more money to hire, better brain power, all those sort of things, but their downside is they're slow. Um, one of the few companies in the entire world that I think has ever really tried to counteract that and has done it well is Amazon. Uh, if you've ever sold on Amazon, especially in the early days, it was a massive company, multi-billion dollar company, but every department was so fragmented. So you being a seller, it was kind of frustrating because you know the seller team was not connected to the ad team, was not connected to the actual selling on the platform team, and it all felt very sort of siloed. But that was kind of by design. That was the only way, if you read the other side, I've read a few books on Amazon and read a lot of stuff about them. If you look at the other side, that was the only way they could remain nimble. Jeff Bezos would call this day one thinking, meaning that, hey, we've built a lot of success. It's still day one. We still got to fight to survive, to grow, to not be complacent. That's one of the few companies that has ever actually done that. And so may make them feel a little siloed, but they almost have a bunch of little businesses within the big business to stay competitive. But almost every other company gets slow and bloated, and that's why small companies can still win. So speed creates strength. The other one is delay creates destruction. So a big reminder for me lately, which is why in this acronym, in this fast results system, I wanted to include this in there, this Titan deadlines, the last letter, the T, because of a recent experience. Um, I We put on a mastermind for our group called the Tycoon Tribe. Uh, it's right now all people that own seven-figure e-commerce businesses and we're helping them grow to 10 million plus a year to eight figures and eventually that group will go bigger and is more successful uh, even beyond eight figures but right now that's that's the focus of the group and um i was you know the time before our last mastermind event was probably four months or something and so i basically had four months to prepare for the mastermind we just did here in austin and what did I do? I had high hopes of having it all prepared months in advance. And instead, I just focused on everything that was right in front of me. And then there came, you know, basically a week before the event. And I was like, crap, now I don't have any time left. And so I think the experience for the members, because I would never sacrifice that, was probably as good had I prepared it way in advance. But my own energy and exhaustion was what really suffered because I basically from that Friday, because the event started, uh, we had a welcome reception that Monday and the core event started Tuesday. From that Friday, I basically worked the entire, all the way through the weekend. We had to drive over to the resort where we were doing the event at 
2 p.m. that Monday. So from that Friday until 2 p.m. that Monday, literally until the last few minutes, I was working on preparing for the event. Prepared a bunch of different talks because I wanted to give a lot of value, had a lot of new insights to share with people, had to outline the presentations, outline slides, make sure all that stuff was ready to go. So I basically worked every single second through the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, skipped doing other stuff that I wanted to do. And by the time the event was actually over on that Wednesday, I was just burnt out. Um, and it was stupid because I had all the time in the world to prepare for this thing ahead of time and it was unnecessary. I mean, who knows what else I gave up. Uh, my wife and I got in an argument because of this. We think we were both kind of burnt out. And so there's a big reminder about tightening deadlines because there is power, I think, in what we would normally consider procrastination, meaning that for me anyways, like it helps focus me. If I know there's a tight deadline, it focuses my attention. And I think a lot of times I have time to think about things ahead of time. And so the last minute, I feel like I can actually produce decent results because it removes everything that's non-essential and helps me focus on what really matters. However, there are huge downsides such as the stress and all that. And so I think the solution is to create tight deadlines for yourself and treat it like a real deadline. And so if you know the thing is a month away, your deadline, say, for example, is two weeks from now. So you still have a two-week buffer, but you treat that as a real deadline for yourself. And so I think tightening deadlines is what helps here. Warren, uh, I've heard this quote before. It says, every big problem was once a small problem. And I believe this is 100% true. Usually we procrastinate and delay. That's why I said delay creates destruction. Because if there's a problem that's brewing, it could be a health problem, could be a business problem, financial problem. In almost all cases, it started off as something small. You're like, eh, I'll just worry about that later. Eh, I'll kind of sweep that under the rug. And eventually until it's too big, until it, um, you can't ignore it anymore. And so the earlier you deal with that stuff, the less catastrophic effects that it has. I mean, Warren Buffett has been a master at this. He would tell his CEOs, just tell me the bad news immediately. The good news is going to take care of itself. I don't need you reporting everything that's going well to me. Uh, I'll eventually find out about that stuff. I'll see it in the financial, see it in the news. But tell me the bad stuff that's happening that nobody knows about yet so that we can deal with it early and it becomes less of a problem. Um, procrastination ends up you know, creating unnecessary stress and I think ultimately underperformance, at least in other areas of your life. There are some benefits that I kind of touched on, focus and more time to think. So I think the solution here is to create tight deadlines. You get the pressure of procrastination to increase your performance and focus without the negative effects of literally running out of time and not being able to do anything else, having no wiggle room there in case something pops out. I mean, for me recently, um, thankfully, nothing major popped out in those three days. Like if something, you know, if I got injured, Callie got injured, dog got injured or whatever, and then all of a sudden we had to go to the hospital or something like that or anything else that popped up in those few days, car breaks down or something, then all of a sudden that would have really been a problem and super stressful. And I had no wiggle room to deal with any of that sort of stuff. So that's the downfall. So solution, create tight deadlines. So as far as how to do this, think about what you want to accomplish and then what are the major projects within that goal? And then when do you think you can do them by? Like, what is your goal? What is your goal to accomplish those? Then consider shortening those deadlines by half or more. Not waiting until the very last minute, creating deadlines that are half the time that you really need to have them done. Uh, so for example, you know, we recently wanted to start growing sales uh, at Amazing, and so we wanted to ramp up social media as a way to get traffic and leads and build the audience and all that sort of stuff. And most people would take forever to get that kind of thing going. My goal was to get to 100 posts a day as fast as possible. And, um, you know, we got there basically in two weeks and two days from zero. And had we waited and done like one post a week, another post another week, 
that's where it would have never produced anything. That's where it comes back to the first lesson, which is speed creates strength because it started building momentum for us. We started seeing early results, which reinforced that we should be doing this thing. And so the way we got there was it literally started just one post per platform. And so I'm like, okay, I've got my accounts. Mike, our CEO, has his accounts. Uh, we've got our amazing accounts. Let's just get one piece of content on every single platform each day. And a lot of times we're repurposing the same content across the vertical video platforms. And so we did that the first day, built the muscle, worked out the kinks, took way longer than it should, um, <laughs> in some cases hours to post one thing. And But once we built that muscle, then we could ramp up quickly from there. So, you know, in Silicon Valley, they have the saying of uh, do things that don't scale at first, um, you know, whether it's, you know, manually sending out stuff, uh, just stuff to move the needle faster. Uh, we're running into this right now in our e-commerce business. We want to start using TikTok shop to scale. And, uh, you know, we're having some issues with one technical thing tying into another technical thing on Shopify. And I'm like, hey, you can manually just pull down the orders from TikTok shop. Let's just do that for a few days so we can start selling on there faster. I think that makes sense. Do things that don't scale at first and worry about having better systems later on. I think that's incredibly important. So quick recap of the system covered in the last four episodes. First, fuel, finding out what you're after and why you're after it. Second, assign, finding out all the things that you're not the best at and getting other people to do those to free yourself up to do the things you are best at. Third, simulate, finding a model for the stuff that you do want to get better at and do want to accomplish, and then just doing what they did or trying to get as close as possible. And lastly today, tighten deadlines to put more pressure on yourself without um, real stress if you do wait to the last minute. So I have a very special episode coming up soon because there's a single platform and traffic source that's blowing up right now and you can use it to get leads, get traffic and even sell directly on it. And they'll pay you to do so, which is insane. They're literally subsidizing your sales on there as opposed to like an Amazon where you pay them uh, 15%. This platform is paying you 30% or essentially paying the customers 30%. So I'm recording an episode with one of the top experts who's been helping people go viral, run ads, and produce sales on this platform, which is TikTok, and specifically the feature within there called TikTok Shops. So I'm gonna release it as soon as it's recorded and edited. So subscribe to my show on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube to get that episode and every future episode. I'll see you tomorrow.